what is up people and thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the new generation hero talk podcast i am your host ej stewart we got some great stories to talk about today if you guys watched the super bowl and you stayed through the fourth quarter you got to see a, a monster monster reveal from marvel by Dude, way of a monster, disney monster comeback from the kansas city chiefs oh you did you did get to see a great comeback from the kansas city chiefs but this ain't sports talk this is hero talk we'll talk about the chiefs and their win on sports talk check that out before we podcast before we get uh, to jerry's that. podcast network soundcloud itunes stitcher what's up Kendall? what what real quickly what do you guys think was the best super bowl commercial oh uh, jason momoa i think had to take it well I mean, the one I liked the most was clearly the Disney Plus one, but uh, the best commercial. Yeah, 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 no teaser, no yeah, trailer. The commercial, definitely Jason Momoa. What would you like? Uh, yeah, I think it was Jason Momoa. I agree with Momoa. I think the close second for me, I thought the Lil Nas X Doritos commercial was also. But see, that, that goes back to really another thing I, I, I said last night is I don't like that they show some of the tri- the commercials before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't watch them. Because that one, I saw like a lot of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw like the premise of it. And I was like, well... That would have been funny, but now I've seen it. Yeah. And though, to be fair, I watched it again, and it still was really funny. Right. Um, like, the Momoa one was so shocking when you watch it. You're like, what is this? Yeah. So, if you've seen it before, you probably, you know, it doesn't have the same reaction. But, They yeah. also, I thought the ghoul one with the guy talking about remembering his wife, um, the old guy. I didn't guy, see that one, but I heard it was very Oh, sad. man, that was tough. Especially considering, you know, we just lost our grandfather uh, recently. That the, the, oh, the Google one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was. Did you see Stephen Amell's tweet? I no. showed you more. Stephen Amell, obviously the Green Arrow, had a very, very uh, angry tweet at Google. Yeah, basically. very, very angry. Why was he upset the at Google? Where I was, the point where I was surprised yeah. he would I guess, be so well, remember, upset about that commercial. Remember, Stephen Amell, you know, as well, is going through a lot of stuff. So he's just like. What's he going through? I don't the know. The end of Arrow, you know. Oh. And like, remember. <laughs> I, had, I thought it was something yeah, worse. Yeah. Okay. He had a, yeah. I mean. He's taking it very, very seriously. He is? Yeah, I mean, remember he was on the Michael Rosenbaum podcast. He's having panic attacks. And so I guess for him, he's kind of like. It's a career anxiety, I guess, not knowing what's next. More or less. You know, he was talking about the thing, and, you know, he kind of couldn't do it. But, you know, so I guess he's not in the best shape, you know. So he didn't want something so, I guess, dark for him. And that, that's essentially what he was tweeting. But it was, you know, he. You know, it's profanity laced, to say the least. You know, blasting Google. Yeah, why, so uh, why? What was his issue? Just, I guess he was just like, thanks for you know ruining the mood. <laughs> exactly what I needed in this stage, Google. And I just didn't think that that was a theme. I just didn't think that it was. I didn't think it was that dark. I mean, that was the running joke on I mean, on Twitter. Yeah, was, I mean, that's you know, what I was hearing. Was that it was very sad. Yeah, people were just like, I mean, oh, I'm crying. <laughs> watching. I, I mean, I found it very touching. I don't know. That's surprising to me. People thought that that was a dark commercial because they didn't really even allude to the idea that like the, the man's wife was dead I'll, I'll, I'll read you, hear, uh, you hear people's voices in the background i thought maybe she actually was alive but uh, maybe the guy just had like alzheimer's a mel tweeted great work google your 90 second commercial about gut-wrenching life-altering laws was just what the doctor ordered bleeps i can't say what he called them, but you know yeah i disagree so i disagree with and it, now, he wasn't the only one who there were people that agreed with that. No, I thought that was, I love that commercial. I thought that that was truly touching and just like, I don't know, just speaks to like how, and how like, how nothing is everlasting, but trying to hold on to every memory that you have is like, is important. And the fact that I know people could say it's kind of like, you know, evil to be like, oh, this corporation's like, hey, we can help you remember with this touching commercial, but also buy our products. Like, I, I totally get all that. I'm just saying, as far as execution, I liked it. But to me, the best one was Momoa. Yeah, that, Momoa. That, that to me wasn't close. His, I think uh, Google was probably my second one. I also like the the one that had uh, Ric Flair, uh, Megan The Stallion, 
the kombucha girl. Like, it just had a lot of cameos. Like, they fit a lot of people in, like, 10, 30 seconds. I was pretty impressed by that. I want to say, it was like a, I don't know what it was, Cheetos or something, but those were my favorites. All Might, I mean, All Might. Jason Momoa was very All Might-esque for My Hero Academia for those who watch it. I saw some people say he was that guy from, like, Spongebob with the fake arms. Oh, like yeah. the, the, the shark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, overall, I thought the commercials were pretty weak this year, personally. They were decent. They were decent. I feel like they were fine. I don't know if I say weak. I thought they got worse as the game went on. I think I think what I would say is these yeah. commercials were definitely, they were more muted and, like, they weren't as over the top, I feel like, as we've seen in recent years. Like, I feel like yeah. in recent years, people were just trying to just be as outlandish as possible. Yeah. And yeah. that wasn't the case this year. Which these I think have, is kind of why the Momoa thing hit so well. I feel like these because were Momoa thing was so uh, outlandish that it was like kind of like it was a, it was a obvious outlier where a lot of the other ones yeah. were kind of like standard commercial. They were good and they were obviously Super Bowl commercial, but they weren't like just trying to shock people. I feel like these were more uh, celebrity centric, not as like like I said humor centric. The worst Super Bowl commercial of the game of the night was Martin Scorsese, but. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that commercial at all. <laughs> only, only for the selfish. One with, um, with Jonah uh, Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. It, not because it was a bad commercial, but because Martin Scorsese is a sellout, you know, uh, hypocrite. <laughs> all right, Martin. We we are New Generation <laughs> Podcast Network. Enjoy Martin Scorsese. Look, man, film. that that that, that, co- that's, that's, that Coke commercial was not nearly as good as Endgame. <laughs> Scorsese. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a popcorn that was a popcorn commercial. Yeah, that was a, a theme park theme, commercial. That was a theme park commercial, Scorsese, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I obviously you know the Super Bowl. There was a lot of talk with the the uh, the Disney Plus um, the Disney Plus spot that had all the Marvel shows, which was uh, surprised yeah. a lot of people. I wasn't expecting it, so that was really cool. Um, so we'll talk about that at the top of the show. Um, Later on in the show, we'll also talk about the Birds of Prey reactions. Uh, we're finally, we were not finally, we just came earlier last week. When we got the uh, social media reactions to the movie, they were overwhelmingly positive. Um, I didn't see any negative social media reactions. And not to say that that's just canon, that means the movie's going to be great, but that to me tells me I that this is, is going to be a good movie. Boogie Cousins, Demarcus Cousins. Fantastic Four. Go see Fantastic yeah, Four, no, man. I you guys trust, are going to love this. Yeah, no, that guy was Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the only thing missing in that tweet was a hashtag ad. He didn't get to sign. He never got to sign his max deal. He, he was, was just trying to get all the bags he possibly he could like, at that time. I was, when he's, I was excited, man. I feel like we talked about it on the show. I was like, oh, whoa. Demar's cousin is saying that Fantastic Four is good. I don't think we were doing this show when we had Fantastic Four. Unfortunately, we did not. Yeah, no. But I remember having the conversation. I demanded we review them. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I remember having the conversation. Oh, this, Super this movie might be good. This summer, man. It's got to be one of them. Oh, yeah, EJ. You got you to gotta watch that movie in its entirety. Yeah, I only watched the first half, and it, which apparently was the good half. That was the good half of the movie. Which was already awful. The yeah. second half of that movie is one of the worst, thing, worst, experiences. worst experiences of filmmaking I've ever seen. Yeah, so that's what I got to look forward to whenever I get a chance to watch that. Um, but no, I mean... I think in recent memory, if you, when the reactions are that overwhelming, usually the movie's good. So yeah. it may not be the greatest thing of all time. It may like end up being okay. Maybe it's overrated, but it's not going to be yeah. a, a dud. So that was really encouraging. So we'll talk about that uh, as well. Uh, we got some plans, some rumors about what may be happening in the MCU, or what may not be happening in the MCU. So all good stuff. Um, we'll be doing our show recap this week. It'll be Arrow, which had a series finale. Um, man. Arrows. We just talked about Stephen Amell. What a run. 
you know, we could talk in about, you know, season to season, which who did well, who didn't do well, um, or which seasons rather did well, which seasons didn't do well. But to go this long and to put together this show, I mean, this was groundbreaking stuff. And I think that they deserve uh, their flowers at this point, that whole crew. So um, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But um, let's go back to the to the beginning and let's talk about the Super Bowl commercial. This was a Disney Plus spot. It came in the fourth quarter. There was people on Twitter started to get word that had word of it coming, started to tweet it out. But if you weren't on Twitter, you weren't following. There was no word that we were going to get anything like this. Yeah, we knew we were getting Black Widow. Just even yeah. not even if I mean spoiler related, but just like you know, like historically, Marvel. You know, I mean, I had conversations with you know talking about like. Oh, what 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 could Marvel show at the summer league? Oh, in the summer league at the Super Bowl, and the conversation was, you know, will they show Eternals or you know, it was probably Black Widow. And I, I my thing was always Black Widow is gonna make the most sense. Marvel doesn't like to jump the gun on promoting something until they're done with the most recent thing. That's kind of a Disney thing in general, but yeah. particularly Marvel. And so I figured, no, we're not gonna get anything Eternals until Black Widow comes out, and once that comes out, then they'll. Shoot, you know, push the eternal movement. So that's why I'm not. I wasn't surprised by Black Widow, but then I heard the Disney Plus conversation and the the Black and the Falcon Winter Soldier specifically, and I was shocked. And then when it came out, and it's true, obviously, it's crazy. So we got not only footage of Falcon and Winter Soldier, we also got footage of Wandavision, and we got a little bit of footage of Loki. Um, and if it wasn't footage, it was at least Tom Hiddleston. So, um, this was big time. <laughs> I mean, to me, I mean, this was this was not just you no know, small potatoes, especially the stuff we saw from Wandavision. I mean, in the show, in the, in the shots, you see, you know, we've heard about this TV sitcom thing they're gonna do, yeah, and none of us really had any idea how they would pull that off, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the little bit I got to see just from that clip. I am 100% sold. I need this show yesterday. Uh, I mean, you look at the Brady Bunch, uh, the Brady Bunch background, yeah, Brady Bunch set. Yeah, uh, 70s and hippie then, outfit. And, the, and then the, the big shot was the Scarlet Witch actual costume, right. which I'm, I'm assuming is a Halloween costume or something. Yeah, like a joke. Yeah. But still, I mean, like, like the fact that they're even going that far, and that show to me just, it's going to be unlike anything I think we've maybe ever seen on television. The way it looks. Yeah. Like, that's the one. We can talk about the other shows, but to me, initially, guys, that was the show that grabbed my attention in that teaser as a show that I have to see. Scott Derrickson actually tweeted. Uh, he said, WandaVision, I think this was yesterday, he tweeted, WandaVision uh, is an incredible show or something along those lines. He said, hashtag inside information. So, and he would know, obviously, because Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to be uh, almost, you know, WandaVision is a precursor to Doctor Strange too, so mm-hmm. uh, so I, I found that interesting. But yeah, no, it looked it looked crazy. Um, it kind of fits the, a lot of the early leaks and descriptions of the show were that it was going to be uh, taking place in a different timeline, or like you said, a different version of a sitcom uh, for each decade. So you know, you had the I Love Lucy black and white kind of 
decade of sitcom. They, yeah. they said you had the Brady Bunch sitcom, and even now, even it's what they had like a also like a '90s sitcom. Yeah, the '90s sitcom. Vision's wearing like the 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 dad outfit. Yeah, he almost looked know, like uh, almost like Home Improvement or Home Improvement. Exactly. Yeah, Tim Allen. So you know, and then we watched enough of those shows. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, Nick at Night. Nick at Night is the reason why Nick at Night can name those. But um. And then the interesting thing is that, and then there's even kind of a more modern look, a more modern family even kind of look of a sitcom. But is then there's also kind of a, a shot of her, what looks to be like reality, where she's kind of like... Shoveled. Yeah, discombobulated. Yeah. She's vision. She's like, what's going on? Like, yeah. And you can kind of tell like that's the actual reality. She looks all messed up. You know, at least as messed up as she's going to look with makeup and, you know, <laughs> stuff. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. So. But, um, so no, I thought it was good. Um, and I, you know, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what they end up doing in WandaVision because it looks really trippy. Yeah, it does look really interesting. Um, you know, it's funny because I started getting flashbacks to like Legion. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be another kind of weird, trippy, what's going on? Right. I don't know what's going right. on. Is this real? Is it right. all in the person's head? With this, In this situation, we know it's in the person's head. But at the same time, there is. Is it in their head? Is or it, it or head? are they, are they it? creating it? Yeah, you know, in so, reality. So it's, uh, you know, so you're kind of going to. Um, so I feel like it's going to kind of toe that line as well. So uh, that looks like it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited to see um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, that's the, of they these three probably the most of that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, and of these three, I, that's the one I'm. That makes sense because didn't they shoot the first? They were the first to shoot. Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, in it's August. coming out in August. Yeah, so. yeah. So that that is uh, that is coming. That is imminent. Is incoming. You know, we'll blink, and then next thing you know, we'll be watching and reviewing Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, but yeah, I'm extremely excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Anthony Mackie uh, throwing a shield like Cap look crazy. Um, that was a crazy trailer. Yeah, I'm just thinking in general. I'm just thinking back to just like the. It was an excellent. It was just an excellently cut promo. Thirty second spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was an excellently cut promo. Yeah. Starting off with that, like. Starting off with Captain America's shield just coming up from the with the with the with the crazy you know camera coming out. Sam Wilson grabs it. And grabs it and throws it like throws that. It. Oh man. Yeah. That was, and all the shots and the way they. I mean the way they 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 sequence those shots of. Elizabeth Olsen, yeah. and all those different costumes, yeah. like, oh man, that was so cool. I mean, I don't know. I don't know yeah, I mean, I, I mean, remember I'm sitting watching the game. Sit, it's hard for me to sit sit here and like be like you know yeah. critical. I'm sitting but, watching like, the game. I, you're just a fan at that certain point. It just looked awesome. I was sitting watching the game and I, I overhear EJ watching the trailer like ten times. Well, you kept hearing it because I was trying to screenshot it to post it on our Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, I keep hearing like, like EJ's watching the same trailer like. Like twenty times. Yeah, no, I, I I watched it a good deal, but it wasn't as many as you think. I was trying to screenshot the, the images. So like, I if I hear, if I hear Some people do that stuff. If I hear, you know, Sebastian Stan one more time, <laughs> I'm gonna tell EJ to mute his phone. Um, yeah, no, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and the, you know the shot of U.S. agent on the football yeah. field. Yep. You know, obviously it was very interesting. It looks like they, you know, they're really gonna. I mean, it's clear they're trying to really prop. U.S. agent up as yeah. the replacement of Captain. The one America. thing they didn't yeah. show. They may us. say he is Captain America. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's what we talked about last yeah. week. You know, is he going to be Captain America, he might be. or is they, you know, just going to do like uh, he looks like Captain America? Cause like you said, he looks like like you said last week or a couple weeks ago, he does look like Captain America yeah. in the comic books. So they could just say he's U.S. agent, but they really making him look like Captain America, and they're giving him the shield. So, um, 
Because remember, like I think when I think he when he I first think, started, yeah, he I was thought, Captain I think America. He started out yeah, as Captain America. 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 Yeah. So, that, see, what's interesting is that when we look at what Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to do, you know, the only thing they didn't show us that we kind of want to see in terms of what they're going to do differently is we haven't seen. I mean, we didn't see Captain America, Bucky, not Bucky, uh, Falcon, but. Beyond that, we didn't see Baron Zemo's mask, even though we saw Baron. We did see Zemo, but not his mask. Um, yeah, I even mean, though the pe- people have seen. I think. It. I think for them, Teasers yeah. Are. I guess you know. I think for them, they're like you know. I think they wanted to give us one A full big. Trailer, or, yeah. Well, I was gonna say they wanted to give us one big OMG moment, yeah. and that was supposed to be the Scarlet Witch costume. Fair enough. And I think that like anything else was gonna be just the, teaser. Yeah, just solid, cool stuff. I, you could argue the U.S. agent thing was also pretty huge. Because um, that was our first official shot of him. You know, we got, like, concept art. We got the terrible set photo. Yeah. That, you know, if that set photo didn't get leaked, that this would have been our first shot of you. Yeah, we didn't know. We wouldn't know. What do you so that, maybe that maybe that was also made their second thing. But I think they, I think they wanted to save the Zemo, uh, the Zemo shot for something probably more robust, like a full trailer. But the one thing I think that's important to see is, you know, we got to see uh, a big... It looks like there's a pretty big action sequence in... Uh, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, at least one. There's one where... <laughs> I, mean, I hope there's one more than one. Well, no, because the reason why I say that is because, you know, it's Disney+, Plus. it's not a movie, and, you know, someone like the Falcon is flying around all over the place. So, like, there are... Yeah, Mandalorian. Le- so there are going to be legitimate questions either. about how he... <laughs> there's going to be legitimate questions about how he's going to look. So to me, for me to see, you know, they have a shot of him flying around, he's being shot at by a guy on the wingsuit with a gun. Like, that was pretty... I was like, okay. Yeah, look, everything we've heard is that they're... Putting a movie, like a movie, yeah, they're yeah. putting movie budgets into these Disney Plus series. Whether or not that's legit or not, we will finally know. Because Mandalorian, while it looks great, is simple. Even though it's Star Wars, it's simple. A lot of prosthetics, as long as CGI, like they they find a way to where it's like I don't expect this to look like you know Avatar, you know the the, the Fox movie, <laughs> right? You know, but like it's gonna be a little harder. Even Falcon Winter Soldier, you might be able to get away with it, but. It's going to get a little harder once you get to, like, WandaVision and, you know, eventually we get to start getting the She-Hulk and stuff. So we'll, <laughs> they're really going to test. Miss Marvel, we're really going to test their budget with uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. – but, you know, it's not like Disney doesn't have the endless pockets to make it make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure they, they, will, they will be willing to spend a little extra to make this Disney Plus thing work. I mean, and they see how much – I mean, they've seen how much – what. That, what Netflix has been able to bring in in terms of profits and right. uh, just company growth. Revenue, yeah. <laughs> Revenue. They're looking at the income statements and the the accounting statements and the, yeah, I mean, the net cash flow statements. They go, they go to the same... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, they're looking at all the statements, the balance sheets. <laughs> yeah, they, they go to the same, uh, the same uh, you know, breakfast, the same brunches. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they the luncheons. They, yeah, they, the same brunches, the same lunches, the same the same dinner events. Corporate events, yeah. Same so, yeah. opera events. So they know, they, they, <laughs> point being, they know the fiscal, you know, rewards of having the streaming service platform. Um, and they're willing to, to put a little extra into it. And also, they saw what Mandalorian did. Yeah. So they saw, like, yo, we spent a lot with Mandalorian, and we got plenty of return on investment. Yes, so, they did. Absolutely. You know, 
why not continue that that trend with uh, these with these shows? And real quickly, we didn't see a lot from Loki, but we did get to see Tom Hiddleston yes. as Loki. The shot we saw, he looks like he's in, looks like almost like maybe right, a cell, prison. Yeah, it looks like prison. Some, some kind of prison or something. So, we also got uh, Owen Wilson casted as yeah, somebody. Owen Wilson's yeah. gonna be in the show, which uh, that's another big star. You know, he's not he's not gonna come cheap, so that speaks to the money. That's gonna that that they're investing in this, but um, I think Loki Loki I think I kind of like that Loki was a show they showed the least amount of amount of stuff for. Right. I feel like yep. that's the one that we we're all kind of like, what are they gonna do? And we still kind of don't know. Yeah, like we kind of knew what they were gonna do with Wandavision. We didn't know how it'd be executed. We were like, that sounds really weird. And this is yeah. our first shot of it. We know what Falcon Winter Soldier is gonna be. Um, but this is the show where like uh, I don't know. We still don't know exactly what the story is technically. Right. So. I think that it was kind of cool that he kind of just had that little little line, wait till you get a load of me, and it's just him in a prison suit. And yeah. you don't know why he's there, how he got there. It doesn't make any sense. But you all know, how we, we all know him. Loki because he's been in, I mean, he's in the Avengers, and he's been in all these movies, so, like, he's probably the one that needs the least introduction. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and we also got Black Widow, but Black Widow is more tame, obviously. Um... I thought that was... I don't know if that was the right decision. The one thing I will say I thought was interesting about the Black Widow spot was they definitely tried to use that line of her saying, you know, the Avengers weren't my first family or something like that. To kind of try and almost, like, jog people's memory of, like, oh, yeah, she's an Avenger. Like, <laughs> this is an Avengers movie. You know what I mean? Like, they, like... Because they, it's, it's an interesting marketing, you know, test. To see how like, can they market people to go get people to go see a Black Widow movie. And they had to attach the Avengers brand on some level because beyond that, that teaser didn't show us much of anything that we haven't seen. Or, yeah. You know, much of anything. There were different shots, but it was kind of all the same characters, the same kind of sequences. So, um, should be interesting what that movie turns out to be in terms of uh, box office. But uh, I don't know how I was tracking, but it's still a little early, obviously. So, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's exciting as well. Let's uh, let's move on to Birds of Prey. So, like I said earlier, the first reactions of the for the movie finally came out, and man, it's it's again overwhelmingly positive. A lot of people really enjoyed this movie. There really weren't too many negatives. One of the highlights I keep seeing is that the movie is extremely action packed, which is surprising to me. Like from what I've seen from the trails, I just didn't see a lot of action. So. You know, even the ones that I liked, it was like the trailer. I know I, I've, I've, I, I do not think this DC has done a great job this marketing campaign, and I'm very curious if if this social media Word embargo being lifted will help them a lot in terms of whatever this box office becomes. Because I, I thought this was headed towards probably a disappointing number. Now I'm a little unsure because it's getting such great word of mouth. But they're saying it's a lot of action. Um, I've heard that the cast is excellent. In fact, a lot of people I've, I've heard say not only is Ewan McGregor as uh, Black Mask great, but also that they would have liked to see more of Huntress and more of Black Canary, which is, is kind of it's kind of disappointing when I hear that because, like, it's great that they're great. Like, it's just unfortunate that they were so great, and I, those are the characters I want to see the most because it's Birds of Prey, and like they may have gotten short, short-handed or you know, short, short staffs. Like short-handed, short-handed stick. There you go. That's a little you know. Unfortunate, but the fact that you know, and I'm not surprised that uh, that that Winstead was fantastic as Huntress because she's great in everything she does. Um, and then a lot of fourth wall breaking, it's a very comedic movie. I heard it's a very violent movie. I've seen comparisons to Deadpool, uh, yes. and, and, and not just his humor but also his violence. 
So uh, I'll toss this to you, Kendall, first. What did you make of this uh, these social media reactions? Um, I thought it was interesting. I, I had a lot of I, I got actually got a lot out of this, a lot of interesting questions out of this. But um, before that, uh, it's interesting because I didn't know what to expect from this movie. I didn't know whether or not to come in positive or negative. The first trailer had me very negative. The last trailer, I gave this movie a lot of hope, or I felt I had a lot of hope for this movie. Um, I agree the marketing campaign has been up and down, but I think recently they've done better. Um, so I will give them that credit. They, they've gotten more Suicide Squad-esque over the last yeah. two weeks. Now they've embraced what the movie is and not just the Harley Quinn name, uh, hoping that that could get them its, its, its run. Um, but yeah, the stuff you hear, like, I mean, like you said, I've heard, I've heard someone say Ewan McGregor is hands down the best villain in the DCEU. That's not an incredibly high bar, but it's still Who is the best Still, DCEU? It's still newsworthy. Who is the best villain right now? I'm saying it's not easy. I mean, is it, uh... Ocean Master, I would say. I mean, there's Ocean Master, there's, um, Zod. Zod was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, so long uh, ago, I mean... Zod. The bar is low. Bar is low. Those are the top two guys. The bar I mean, is low, uh, and I like you know, Zod, and I like Ocean. What's his name? But. Black Manta, I guess too. He he was also a villain. Yeah, I mean, if you count you know Black Manta with Ocean Master, then I would say Aquaman at the best. But like in terms of either one of those two for me, you know, I would say Zod over Black Manta only because Manta was a, what, right, a secondary right. villain. But yeah, I would say those are the two guys. But like you said, not a high bar, but. You know, still, still positive. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if it's hands down, that means he's, I'm sure he's good. Um, so that's good to hear. I've actually heard some good things about Victor's abs as well, who we know is going to be in this movie. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think this should end up being good. I've heard Cassandra Cain has been gr- was great. You know, I like you just said, I've heard Huntress and Black uh, Black Canary have been great, and obviously I've heard Holly Quinn's been been exciting as well. So this should be good. The question I have for you guys. Um, one, all right. So I'll ask this one first. Why, if if this movie is so good, mm-hmm. if this movie is good, you know Warner Brothers probably knew that it was good on some level. Because you see a movie, yeah. you should know. I mean, sometimes they're off. Sometimes they think a movie's good and it's bad. Like you know, we've seen that plenty of times. But if a new movie is good, <laughs> you would think that they were confident in it. Why not have the review embargo until the last minute? Because the review embargo doesn't lift. Until the day before the movie comes out, whereas the social Which media is really came late out. for nowadays. Yeah, and you know when I heard that, and a lot of people heard that, it gave off vibes of this movie stinks. Yeah, and they know it stinks, so they're gonna wait till the last minute for word of mouth to get out. But they didn't do that with the social media embargo, and things got out and it's positive. I, what about this movie? Are they keeping so secret? Is there a is there a cameo or a? Mm. You know, I've heard some people throw out is Leto in the movie, and we don't we don't know. Is I mean, um, you know, Ben Affleck's not in the movie, I would imagine, but yeah, that's it's, it's, I, I, I don't I don't see Leto being kind of a big secret that that you kind of like like guys don't, don't tell anybody. That would be crazy. yeah, because he's supposed. I mean, it's supposed to be. I mean, it's the Harley Quinn that's supposed to be in connection with him. So like, but we don't think he's in the movie. No, but no like, one he's in but the I movie. feel like. If he was, and like, I mean, if you got spoiled, that would suck. But it's like he's yeah, supposed like, to be right, in whatever. the universe, technically. I mean, I, I mean, and I'm a little guy, but even I, I wouldn't be. You like, wouldn't care. If I wouldn't be. Someone like, said, "Oh, by the way, Jared Leto's in." Yeah, I wouldn't be like, right. I wasn't gonna buy my ticket. Now I'm gonna buy my ticket. You know, or or vice versa, or whatever. You know, or I wouldn't feel like, oh, you spoiled the whole thing. 
Right. You spoil Cause that's their and deal. that's and that's the thing. Like, what about a Birds of Prey movie? Like Endgame, they will they'll wait to the last minute. You know, Star Wars they'll wait to the last minute to for these review embargoes because you can't have anything leak. You know, like you can't have like people who have seen it for a week put the same stuff and putting all the stuff out. Oh yeah, I thought the ending was really sad and this is that. Right. Like no spoiler. With Birds of Prey, it's like I mean, you can't read a review of this movie. Like it's not like it's. Yeah, it's not like it's like you said. It's not Endgame. Yeah, exactly. It's not Infinity War. <laughs> it's not like on pins and needles. What's gonna happen? So, yeah. it's just strange. Yeah, yeah it could have just been strictly they just would prefer. I, yeah, that way. I mean, how much of it is? I mean, we've seen. We gotta keep it one hundred. I mean, this is gonna be a movie that's that is a pretty much a, it's a female ensemble cast. It's and politics. We, and we've seen some of these movies get hammered because of. It's, you know, female cast. And I, I have questions about how much is that, you know, with when we talk about, like, the Rotten Tomatoes reviews for Star Wars Last Jedi and and this last one. And, you know, were they, were they afraid of, like, that those people somehow influencing the reviews the that were coming out yeah. and the narrative weeks before the movie came out? Like, just have nobody say anything of, of you know, big importance until the day of the movie so they don't have any of that fight yeah, so people aren't like uh, to be fair i agree that's that's a good point i guess i just feel like this movie is so obviously what it is that like if you're gonna see the movie you're gonna see it and if you don't want to see the movie you won't want to see it like from a political standpoint you know what i mean like it's not like you know someone says oh this movie is very feminist you may not want to see it i'm like what birds of prey is feminist like I mean that that's that's the way the movie's gonna be leaning anyway. So like, I feel like if you have no problem with that, you should. You, I mean, you should be you should, you should see the movie anyway. If you do have a problem with that, it's pretty obvious. And whether or not there's a review or not, you probably still aren't that interested in it. But I see your point. Mm. Um, I mean, when it comes to these the social media reactions, um, I'm glad to hear that they're positive. Um. I mean, look, I, I was never super negative on the promotion. I remember when the posters came out and all that stuff. I'm like, this looks like it could be good. Yeah, you thought it was fun. You know? So, I mean, I, I, uh, and I mean, I, I mean, of course, I, I mean, I love Star Wars. I'm very familiar with you and McGregor. I know he's a very extremely talented actor. Yeah. And uh, I had no doubt that he would, he would perform well in this role. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very excited to see the movie. Um, I have heard that um, this isn't so much like a knock on the movie. But I've heard it's like half Harley Quinn, part Harley Quinn movie, and just part Birds of Prey movie. I'm sure it is. And it's Which kind is of conflicting. Just, you know. I mean, and to be honest, like again, you almost can't be mad at this point because that is what they're marketing. Yeah, they're giving you they're marketing you a Harley Quinn movie. You know, with some Birds of Prey characters. So, like, which I mean, look, it, 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 it does. I, it's not what I signed up for. But it is what it is. It I gotta judge movie what I like, and it doesn't mean it can't be great. Yeah, it doesn't mean it can't be a good movie. Yeah, you know, but uh, it does kind of have that kind of identity problem, I guess you could say. Sure. Where it doesn't really have a singular focus. It's kind of very split. Um, but look, man, I'm just looking forward to seeing the movie. I'm looking forward to seeing it, reviewing it. I'm glad people enjoyed it. Look, there was a kind of a big event to bring people out and take them to see the movie, and I know people. Uh, you know, say, oh, when you're brought to the when you're brought to those big events, you're biased. You're surrounded by this cast and the stars and the mm-hmm. you know and the l- flashing lights yeah. and everybody's having a great time. Sure. 
But, I mean, look, if a movie... I mean, because I feel like it didn't summer something similar happened with Suicide Squad, where people were coming out and saying Suicide Squad was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were popular. I mean, the same thing happened. With I don't Suicide know if it was Squad. like are you it unanimous. It probably wasn't it was on this level. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people were saying it was. Great. I even looked at the last movie I saw with Star Wars, and the the, the early reactions were mixed. Early reactions yeah, were, mixed. were mixed. They were mixed. There were people yeah, like, I don't mixed. like it. Yeah, I didn't like it. There were some people said they no, loved it. No, I mean that movie. You know that movie was particularly bad. Yeah, it was polar. Oh, dad, dad. Particularly not made, not poorly structured. <laughs> I mean, or well, poorly structured. <laughs> or yeah, poorly, particularly poorly structured. Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree to I mean, it. Just, to extent, just in yeah. terms of the the like. You're like you there know, is no no consensus. <laughs> like it's a consensus, no dispute. Bad movie. If you'd like more of this content, be sure to check out the Imperial Broadcast, broadcasting every week on New Generation Podcast <laughs> Network. Um, that was what Joe Budden impression. He does that kind of thing all the time. Um, but not nah, like it, it, it's again when you have these overwhelming positive reviews, usually it's it's good. It doesn't mean that it's guaranteed. It's a great, Shazam great was kind of like this, you know, right? Yeah, like, it, all like I, I'm not expecting to walk in there and, and hate this movie. Like I just I that would be so that would be shocking at this point, which is. Again, based on the first trailer and the kind of the, the buzz around this movie, this is a complete about face. Now, because I thought that I was going to come in and slam this movie in a couple we, of weeks. Now, and we now have, that's totally not going to be the case, it appears. Now, the second question I had, my first question was about the embargo strategy. Second question, we have to keep it 100. We haven't seen the movie, and maybe this will be a conversation after we see the movie, but we have to keep it 100. Start reviewing the batting averages. Has. DC caught Marvel, or are they catching Marvel? Because that's the narrative that could, might be starting to come out, especially once this movie actually comes out and people say it's great and the fans love it. Yeah. You look at the batting averages. Let's let's wipe out Zack Snyder. Look, if we're talking Hamada's DC, let's wipe out Justice League. Mm-hmm. But Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Aquaman, Shazam, Shazam, Joker, Joker, Joker Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey. That's almost five home runs. Five out of six. I would say, I'll say Aquaman being the only. Yeah, or just leave with a strikeout. But I would say Aquaman's like a double or a triple. The rest of those are pretty much home runs. See, it's funny you did that euphemism because I'm actually going to take that euphemism and actually turn it on its face. I would argue to answer the question, in some ways, yes. But here's the issue DC I think still has, and why when you say they're catching up to Marvel, it's like complicated, like. I guess the short answer is no, but let me explain. Because I know DC fans will lose their minds right? <laughs> when by saying that. I'm not saying they're not making great movies. They are. Let's keep it 100, like you said. They, like, at this point, they're making really good movies. I'm enjoying all of them. But you're saying they're hitting home runs and triples or whatever. I would argue they're, they're a singles hitter. Right, right. Like, to me, here's why I say that. Because while all these are really great movies... Because they still have been unable to put a continuity to link any of these movies, and they're not around Batman, Superman. It's like it's like they're singles. It's like it's like you know that was a one-off great movie. Aquaman was cool. Shazam was cool. Joker was cool. So you think they need Birds of Prey may be cool, but it's like, but what is it going? What is it leading towards? So right saying, now, it doesn't seem to be leading towards anything. So you're saying they need the shared universe kind of format. I think this. so. That's. I mean. I mean. I think so. And like you know, man, you're everybody <laughs> on the show and, and everybody's listening. You guys are totally. You guys say I'm being biased or whatever. Maybe I don't know. I don't feel like I am. Marvel. But, but I feel like when I think about the because as you were going through Marvel that baseball lights. euphemism, I thought about it from the opposite. <laughs> I think that to me they're like a singles hitter. 
Like to me, Marvel <laughs> is your home run hitter. Marvel is your, you know, is your is your uh, Pete Alonso. Marvel is your, uh, you know, you know Christian Yelich. They Craig and, Biggio. And Craig Biggio. Yeah, yeah, and, and then they're, they're, <laughs> no power. They're, no, right now, no, they're like Ichiro. <laughs> yeah, no, Ichiro, no, very good player, but like you ain't building your lineup around him. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's 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 the issue DC's having. That's why I can't say they're catching up because. To me, they're only going to be catching up when they're able to put a continuity that gets people excited. And when people are saying, "Yo, I can't wait to see this because right. how it's going to connect to this." And that, like, that's that's when the they, thing. If they can't get to that, then to me, they're playing a different game. Right. It, it, and I would agree with that. It's almost a different game. Yeah. Maybe that's just not what they want to do. Maybe you know, like the shared universe thing is. But so then I'd argue. Then Marvel. I'd argue they're never going to catch Marvel because Marvel, even Marvel, didn't used to do that. And when Kevin Feige came along, built Marvel Studios, and built things what it is, he he realized this is what I want to do, and this is gonna work, and he mm-hmm. was right. And he built that that brand loyalty. That now, like you said, people, it doesn't matter what the movie is, if it has a Marvel tag on it, that people want to see it. That's what's interesting about um, what DC is doing is that DC is never gonna build that same brand loyalty with movies that don't connect. But at the same time, if every movie's a, a a smash hit, people are going to then still have that same reputation for DC movies. Um, I, what's the, the next one after that is Batman? Or One Woman 2 and then Batman? Yeah, 80, One Woman 84. Yeah, One Woman 84. And then the Batman. So the Batman and then Black Adam, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, One Woman 84, if that's great, I think we have to completely... I mean, this one probably does as well, but... We have to then completely get rid of the narrative. Yeah, of DC I don't. Now that's a different movies. question. Like that I think the narrative like, not even of a joke DC anymore. being the, the <laughs> bad brand, I think is. You could argue maybe it should be over after Joker, but I think it's definitely over after Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman for sure. Like now it's just okay. They're the different. They're the, the, the people doing the different movies, and they're all also really good. They're yeah. just they're not connecting to universes. They're all kind of their own thing. Yeah, I mean, they're on a streak, and especially once, I mean, if Wonder Woman knocks out of the park, which I'm sure it will, I mean, the momentum coming into Batman and Black Adam, I mean, the rumors I'm hearing about Black Adam, man, I'm hearing Hawkman's going to be in that joint. Yeah. Uh, Hawkgirl, Dr. Fate. Yeah. I mean, the momentum that's going to be building for that yeah, movie with J- The Rock. The JSA. JSA. I think then brings us to an important question of, do you guys think, based on how they're doing this, they are able to connect these characters in a way that will make sense or do you think there's even a plan to do that because if we're talking about they're on this streak uh, to me because the reason why i ask that question is in my head i feel like if i'm a warner brothers executive and i see us making these solid movies and i think that they will be able to make the, the same determination i just made which is we're doing great but the, what separates us from marvel now it's not that they make good movies we don't it's that they have a continuity that people are following and they they, they live by that canon and we don't have a canon I'm assuming somebody's gonna come up to Walter Hamada and say, "Yo, how do you we then do what Marvel?" Yeah, has? because it's not really that hard. Like, I mean, making, we, it, I mean, we say it's not hard, but they I mean, clearly yeah. had massive issues. It's not easy, beginning. but like, they weren't even making good movies, right? That you was know, the issue. if you start with making good movies, then you yeah. say, "All right, with all this and that together," because to, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are in the same universe mm-hmm. in theory. Kind of like uh like uh the whole Kong and Godzilla joint. Exactly. They, they're, they're they're we don't know if they're in the same universe, right. but now they are. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to be in the same universe, yeah. but they just connect them, and we're way more interested about each one because they're in the same universe. But they're both good movies. 
like you yeah. can say Birds of Prey is in the Wonder Woman universe, which is in the Aquaman universe, and they're all great, and that makes them even more interesting. But and like Joker is a different story. That's obviously something completely different. We also may have already gotten a hint that they want to connect things because Ezra Miller was in uh, Crisis. Yeah, I mean that that does open up a thing of you know they can they can play around with situations now in terms yeah. of connecting universes and yeah I mean they seem to have some kind of interest in it um so so yeah I mean I I think that that door is very much open especially with Black Adam coming I'm sure Shazam will have some kind of role on some level since Black Adam is a Shazam character so he has to be involved on some level yeah it wouldn't be surprised if we see even see Zachary Levi in that movie me neither not at all. So I am, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's going to be reintroduced at some point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, DC's on a roll, man. They're balling. Yeah, man. Shout out to DC, man. Keep doing your Shout thing because we love these superhero movies. So Mata uh, is earning his pay. So, yeah, so you guys do good stuff. That gives us reason to talk about it, and, and, and it's just fun for everybody. So shout out to DC. Um, let's go over the Marvel, though. Let's talk about some news regarding Marvel because – uh, shout out to Jeremy Conrad, who we got again. We got to get on the show. We got to speak it into existence. You know, we, I want to talk to Jeremy Conrad at some point. He's from MCU Cosmic. He says that Marvel has plans to introduce the ever-loving Marvel sidekick Rick Jones into the MCU. Rick Jones and the connection that who? <laughs> Rick Jones. Um, a lot half always doesn't know what. Yeah, yeah what? That's that a Mike Jones reference <laughs> to, from 2002. That's nothing to do with Rick Jones. That's <laughs> nothing to do with Rick Jones at all, except for they had the same last name. But if you're a rap fan and you know Mike Jones, you, that may have made some sense. Um, but no, the, the Rick Jones, you know, he's very close ties to the Hulk, really close ties to almost all the big Marvel superheroes. He's just like that, you know, non supered little buddy, buddy, psychic, yeah. psychic. sidekick, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, a bomb eventually becomes a bomb. Yeah, yes, yes, Hulk yeah, yeah. Eventually does get, get you know, powers. He becomes a bomb. Hulk and the Ages of Smash. The Ages of Smash, man. My show. <laughs> that show. Is, is show. that on Disney Plus? Yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna watch that tonight. You should. No, you're not. <laughs> I already why, said. Why, why are you calling Shamari? Shamari is not watching. Just because he said that, I'm definitely watching. Shamari love Hulk's Ages of Smash. Let him live, man. You should watch. But the connection that. Conrad made was, you know, with the death of Coulson, which was a long time ago. So that was kind of an interesting connection. But he's saying that with without Coulson kind of in the picture, his idea, excuse me, the Marvel idea is that they need someone else to be that kind of fan Human boy, character, yeah. Human character. They feel like that's someone that they've been missing, which I'd agree with. They, they don't really have that person. Like, having that person around. Especially during, since even Fury's getting old. And, like, yeah. you don't yeah. even have anybody that's kind of just... Non super, yeah, non super. Make who we care about, right? You know, you know, Except Maria Hill, May and Maria Hill, yeah. And like each character, I guess, has their own people. But like, and you know, Jane Foster will be back, and she's gonna be Thor, and like, right. you know, they need to. Scott has you know his his ragtag group, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know Pena and yeah, his group, Ti. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, I yeah. agree that that's that's that's, that's a, so look at. so that's it's a void. That's the thing they're thinking about with Rick Jones. I mean, I'm I like Rick Jones. He's but cool. where's the inclusion? That's the question. So that, that's that is a great question. I'm glad you brought that up because that, that sparked my, my memory. Because I think there's a specific reason why we're hearing about Rick Jones. I think it's because we're gonna get something with Hulk. You, I, uh, you think that's the connection? That's that the connection. He's not telling us but he's kind of hinting even 
potentially. Because you know how Gonrad works. Yeah. He knows stuff, but he can't, certain stuff he can say, certain stuff he can't. So he'll lead you in certain directions. Oh, yeah, we may be getting Rick Jones soon. <laughs> like, a, he already I mean, had his Hulk thing a couple weeks ago. I mean, we, I mean, we had been, I mean, the rumors have been going around for months now that Hulk. That yeah, it's been a lot of Ruffalo exactly. smoke. It's just been a lot of smoke. Yeah, meeting, of yeah, meeting with, uh, with yeah. uh, Feige, who's pitching ideas. Yeah, having lunches yeah. with Feige. Yeah, there's all these, all, there's smoke all over the place. When it comes yeah. to the Hulk, there's some there's gonna be some. There's rumors that they bought the Hulk rights back. Yeah, there's right. rumors that they already had the Hulk. Yeah, right. so and it's obviously, because the other way is we have She-Hulk coming. You know, because yeah. she'd yeah. be involved in She-Hulk. Yeah, well. yeah, exactly. I, that's where I can. It all could be the from. same. Because yeah. Rick Jones, I mean, he has again connections to a lot of these characters, but his closest connections I would say are to the Hulk. Yeah. So when I hear all this Hulk smoke now, all of a sudden Rick Jones is coming into the picture. That leads me to okay, something's gonna happen with the Hulk, and they want to include Rick Jones. And if that's the case, does that mean we don't get Amadeus Cho? Or can they, those two characters both live in <laughs> right. the same universe, in the same does, movie does or one show? one rumor kill the other rumor? Right. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's the question I have. I don't know. Because we talk about I, inclusion, we talk about diversity. Yeah. We, you know, I know they do have, obviously, Shang-Chi, but you don't have to have one Asian character. You could have multiple Asian yeah. characters. So, you know, probably should. Yeah, yeah, yeah you should. probably should because you have, like, more 20 white people. The better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of white people, so I'm sure... You'll be fine if you have two Asian yeah, people. Like, okay. Just like we have Rhodey and Sam yeah, Wilson. Rhodey yeah, and, exactly. and Falcon. Whoa, you know? whoa. <laughs> and Black Panther. Pushing the album. Pushing <laughs> get Luke Cage back. I saw someone tweet that Marvel wasn't doing anything groundbreaking by having all the black characters be like military sidekick like people. Yeah, right. Because not only that, but also Rambo from... Yeah, Captain Monica Marvel. Rambo. Yeah, well, Interesting. Wolf point of view. I mean, like Black Panther is Black Panther is not a sidekick, yeah, not true. military. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that is fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I I think it's cool. I mean, I hope it doesn't mean we don't get Amadeus Cho. Uh, I hope that they can still include him, and I don't see why you, you definitely still can. Yeah, I think they can coexist. But I think this gets me excited because I think that that means that there's going to be some Hulk content coming that's going to be actually centered around Hulk, which is exciting. Yeah, I guess the like I said the other thing is if there isn't any Hulk content, does that mean that she that he's gonna be in She Hulk, which is possible, which is still t- Hulk content and I expect Mark Ruffalo to be She Hulk on some level, but mm-hmm. maybe they still kind of dance around the whole no Hulk thing by putting him in She Hulk, yeah. putting mm-hmm. Ruffalo in She Hulk and making him the maybe even making him the sidekick of She Hulk because you know almost I almost think of it as I don't want maybe not even the sidekick maybe even think of Supergirl, how who they put in Supergirl to to boost the ratings? Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, oh, you know. I thought you were gonna say Superman. I thought you were gonna say Superman. <laughs> no, but, yeah. but, you're, but right. you're all right. But like initially, yeah. first person they put in like Jimmy Olsen in the show. Yeah, Man yeah. black. Yeah, Jack I don't up. expect Rick Jones to be black. Up. Yeah, Jack made him some six five linebacker looking <laughs> dude from the game, Makai <laughs> Brook. But um, like. I so I could see them doing the same thing in Super, in, in She She Hulk, saying, "All right, we need Hulk characters in She Hulk. Who's somebody with an immense connection to the Hulk that people would gravitate towards?" Obviously, Rick Jones isn't Jimmy Olsen in terms of name recognition, but for Marvel fans, he's as close. He's probably the closest thing to Jimmy Olsen in the in the Marvel universe. I I don't know. I would I would say that's the case, but um, certainly in terms of like the the. The Hulk universe, so um, I could see why they could maybe say that that could work in terms of getting having a full cast, a full cast of characters in She Hulk, but also getting people to watch. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, when it comes to Rick Jones, I, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I predict that he will first appear in She-Hulk, but, okay. uh, I do think they're, they're, they're developing something around the Hulk. There's too much smoke around the Hulk. I mean, we've been hearing for rumors for months that, you know, the, that first of all, that Marvel bought the Hulk, that Marvel has the Hulk already, that they're developing a Hulk movie or a Hulk something solo with Mark Ruffalo. Uh, so, I mean, a, so Rick Jones, a.k.a. A-Bomb, is going to be <laughs> included. Um, yeah. I, I think he will be included in whatever whatever this Hulk thing is that's being developed. Uh, do you guys think that that something revolving the Hulk is on the slate already? I do like. In, is that one of the movies that we don't know about? People, that's what people. I like. There's, there are people with projected slates. So a lot of the projected slates that we that we see, some people that are in the know, not in the know, but feel like they're in the know, maybe are in the know, say that Fantastic Four is coming out in like 2022 or 2023. I'm not. I don't know why that's such a that's such a fervent rumor when there haven't there hasn't been anything revolving Fantastic Four involving Fantastic Four out there beside an Easter egg in Far From Home and a lot of smoke around maybe Doctor Doom showing up and something. So it's possible that if it's not Fantastic Four, maybe it is an Incredible Hulk movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I, I think that they're. I'd say there's something tentative. I, I think that, again, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. You put a She-Hulk show on TV, which already kind of leads us to a lot of questions. Like, the She-Hulk's under Hulk, so how did those rights happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're hearing Rick Jones now. And we heard that we know that all these shows are leading up to movies. Like, they, they, they're, they're, they shows, they're there for a reason. They're not just putting them on just to put them on. So you're making She-Hulk. Why, yes, She-Hulk maybe in theory be like a replacement for Hulk on the Avengers. Like to me, I'd also could suggest well maybe putting her on because there's she's a big role to play maybe in a Hulk movie. Right. I I think there is something tentative. I don't know what it is, but I just think that it's one of those things where there's smoke is there's fire. Well, oh, the last thing I'll say about this is what uh, what do we think about the possibility that there is no Avengers show, and that Rick Jones essentially is Avengers show. Like maybe not from an intellect standpoint. But, <laughs> Yo, so, was oh, like, are they, they race changing? Yeah, yeah, just, show? yeah we'll, just, we'll just make him the new Hulk. Make him Abu Dhabi show. Like no, but Disney in spirit, doesn't want, Disney doesn't want that kind of smoke right now. <laughs> but, I hope that's not the case. But in spirit, do they say our successor to the Hulk is Abel, and he is the sidekick, you know, fanboy, future Hulk, but he's not the Hulk. He's Abel, and. He could not. Maybe he's in She-Hulk and becomes a part of the Young Avengers. Like we could be talking about somebody. Like, if Rick Jones is thirteen, or Rick Jones is fifteen, or sixteen, or seventeen, or it could be Rick Jones is twenty-five. Like I don't know, but you know, I don't. I like, but that's also a possibility. I kind of hope they don't blend the stories like that. I I would prefer they not do that. And I'm typically not one of these, you know, purists. You can't do anything with the story. Leave it as it is. Right. But in that in that specific scenario, I don't want them to blend. Because it may be aesthetically more. What's the word? It may make more sense for them to not get rid of Banner as the Hulk, but still have a successor to that character. So, like, he can still be his mentor as the Hulk, 
but he's just not the Hulk full time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like right. he's he like because he can't do the thing. Like if you put Cho mm-hmm. as the Hulk, Banner's out of the picture. Like he he's he's just Banner full time, or he's not even around. I don't know. But if you do a bomb, he can he, Banner can still be around, just not the same presence as he's been. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would hope that they would try to include them both. I don't I don't want them to say, oh, we're just going to go A-bomb, not have Amadeus show. I, I, I can see a scenario where maybe you do Jones and then you go to Amadeus show also. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, he's young. Yeah. So, like, exactly. there's no reason why he can't end up still doing both and maybe starting with one and then getting to the other. You know, I think that we're in a position where Marvel is going to be here for the long haul. So, like, they can make plans for, you know, things well beyond into the future. I do want to talk quickly about this James Gunn situation. So there had been uh, some kind of screenshot out there that apparently, uh, you know, great James Gunn had a conversation or they asked some questions about uh, on Instagram about, you know, any chance we'd be seeing uh, Galactus or Silver Surfer in uh, yep. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And apparently he posted, quote, I've had some discussions. I've had some discussions. With a smiley face. face. And that... You know, let a lot of people to yeah. get really excited set, that now we the internet be, ablaze that we'd be seeing you know Silver Surfer <laughs> and the Galactus in Volume Three, which Confirmed. would be obviously be nuts. And we know Volume Three has that May date, so that also you know had people were very excited. But it turns out, according to Gun, didn't happen. Fake, fake. news is complete fake news. <laughs> that, that, that that he he is not uh, going to be. There is no uh, thing. At least that's not something he said. You know, I don't yeah. know if that means that he did or he didn't, but this screenshot apparently showing him say he's had discussions isn't real. Yep. So, Sham, I know you've been on this story. You were excited when you first heard about it, and then he debunked it. What do you make of what this whole situation has been about? Will he or we won't he in terms of including uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, excuse me, uh, Galactus and Silver Surfer potentially in Guardians? Um, you know, first of all, shout out to James Gunn for, you know, shutting down the fake news and and the fake rumor mill, uh, going around online. I mean, you hear a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, I was just reading stories about how celebrities are getting, getting all these fake verified accounts, uh, these fake scam verified accounts as them. It's scary stuff going on out there. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean... I'm not. I'm not too bummed about this. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are very upset and disappointed, and like, oh, why not? And and um, I mean, look, I feel like putting. I mean, it's. I guess it's possible, but I've, at this point, especially considering Gunn's reaction to the the now we now confirmed fake news, um, I don't think we are going to see Galactus and Silver Surfer in, vol- in Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah. Um, but. Um, uh, but look, I'm sure we'll see them, you know, somewhere down the line. I mean, I'm sure Feige has plans for um, uh, Silver Surfer and Galactus. Maybe, maybe not in the next phase, but uh, at some point, we know we're getting the Fantastic Four. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I believe Gunn. I mean, some people may say that you know, Gunn is lying, or I don't believe. I I 100% believe Gunn that he has not had those discussions because he knows what he wants to do with with Guardians. You know, like we know that he he had already had plans for what he wanted to do. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I believe what he's saying, and you know, I'm sure Guardians is gonna be good even without Galactus and Silver Surfer. Yeah, so I tend to agree. I feel like Guardians Three is going to be major. 
I do um, too. Mm. I don't know what that means. Yeah, kill Star Lord. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe. But um I'm look back at this podcast. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Oh. Shamar is gonna be like, yo, he spoke this into existence, man. <laughs> he spoke into existence. But I feel like there's going to be a lot that happens from like a break the internet standpoint, certain characters. If you would have asked me eight months ago, or even after Guardians Two, I would have said, Look, the two leading candidates Obviously, the number one guy, Adam Warlock, they kind of already kind of teased he was going to be in the movie. He still may be in the movie. And I thought Nova, obviously, post-Endgame, post-Infinity War, was another guy that makes perfect sense to be in uh, to be in that movie, given what happened to the Nova Corps. Um, so I could see whether Sam Alexander or Richard Ryder, we can have that conversation. Uh, although, obviously, I believe Sam Alexander makes the most sense. But with that being said... Um, Post the Fox Disney deal, post the James Gunn controversy, the delay of Guardians 3, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to maybe, or there's just a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why I could see them maybe pivoting from Nova and Adam Warlock, even still including those characters, but maybe on a smaller level, or changing them up, and going to Silver Surfer, and Galactus, or Galactus. Because now you just have a different, you have a different, you have a different set of tools to work with now. Mm-hmm. You know, all a new set of tools to work with. I can see why. That's why I don't believe that there were no discussions. Because mm-hmm. I just Kevin Feige. Well, he's it. saying he never said that. Like he's saying that. I'm saying this that, is that's fake. fake. That's yeah, fake. that whole thing that was put out there was fake. But he's not denying that it happened, or he's not denying anything. He's just saying that that, that somebody made that thing completely up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just can't believe. <laughs> but I don't believe there's no discussions, you know. Uh, so even though the thing may be fake in in in, in reality and in, in spirit, I think <laughs> I think it's accurate. But um, but I, I expect we will get some level of those characters, some something major. One of I would say probably two of those four characters that I mentioned will probably show up in this movie. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that. You know, I agree. I think that, you know, Nova or um, Adam Warlock, if those are the characters I'm looking for in Guardians 3. It wouldn't mean that, you know, in an after credit scene or something, there might be Galactus or Surfer, but I don't think that would be the central point of the movie. It would be cool if it was. I mean, I, I had no issue with it. That would be amazing, but it's just they clearly set up some things in Guardians 2. And we know that Gunn, you know, the idea was, remember, it was like, oh, we're getting rid of him, but we're going to keep his script. And then they brought actually decided to bring him back. Like, So he clearly has a movie that he has vision for, that he's done, that he wants to do, that was pre that precludes all this stuff that happened with Disney and Fox. So I don't think that, you know, and I don't, that, that I don't expect to see those characters having a big role in the movie, even if they have some role. It's going to be very, very small. Maybe a cameo at best, but that's funny. I was just going through, um, I was just going through, you know, Twitter and looking up Galactus stuff, and I came across the Star Jammers, and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if they could somehow maybe, you know, link to mutants by using the Star Jammers? Well, that's definitely a possibility. I just don't want to see because, like, that would be a great way because that's something that that's a easy, seamless like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, pull you can do, right? I guess when it, when it comes to mutants, I don't see anything that touches Dark Phoenix for a long time. 
Why would I, I touch Dark Phoenix? I just, I don't know. I just think of... When think I think the Starjammers touches Dark Phoenix? I don't uh, think of Dark. I just think of, I don't know. I think of the X-Men. I think of Space. And just, just, I don't want to see nothing. I don't see anything. You want to see Lelandra? It's just the Starjammers, though. It's not like... Again, I'm not saying they don't have to show up. I'm just saying they do. A, they have a lot more history than just this Phoenix saga. Right. I, I don't. I don't want to. I'm not saying they have to show up in Guardians, but keep them away from the X Men for a long time. You can, <laughs> if, you, if you have the rights to them now, no, and you like, want to use say them. That name. Just like you want to use Silver Surfer. You just like you, you want to use. You want to see Cyclops is dead. Kazar. Just like you want to use Galactus. It's fine, but I I don't need to see anything space involving the X Men. Last time I saw that, there was a weird alien walking around, you know, that looked like Jessica Chastain. I still don't know what that was about. That was, like, one of the most confusing things. Yeah, they just completely made something up because they couldn't use the scrolls. Yeah. Which wouldn't have been that much better, but. Yeah, that was was awful. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I don't think that, again, I don't think that we're going to see these characters. Because the story that he put in was put in a while ago. Things have obviously changed. Could Marvel come to him and say, hey, could you include this? Or could he have had discussions? Sure. But I think the fact that he was able to come out this strongly and say, hey, that was fake. I mean, that, that tends to suggest that. I don't know. I, I mean, if it was fake, he probably would have said something anyway. But that leads me to think that we're, we're probably not going to see it in that format. It doesn't mean we won't see, you know, uh, Galactus and Silver Surfer in some movie or in some other iteration like that is going to happen at some point. I think the Eternals is also a possibility. I think the Eternals definitely is a especially more since a I believe they said that that's taking place on some level in present day. Yeah. So if that's if that's happening, you know, some people talk about maybe even Namor being in, in in Eternals based off of some some recent cast, you know, some cast breakdowns, casting calls about a kid whose father got, like, eaten by something, like a shark or something like that, and, uh, you know, something similar to Namor's, similar to Namor's uh, origin, so it's like, all right, maybe they're casting a young Namor, potentially, I don't know. Um, but we'll see. I didn't put this on the docket, but real quickly, uh, before the show, Kendall was gloating about Damon Lindelof saying that uh, he's leaving the door open mm. for potentially coming back to Watchmen. Ah. Well, I wonder why he's doing that, EJ. It's almost as if there's a giant contract negotiation that's being negotiated out in public. <laughs> and he needs more money than what HBO is willing to dole out. So he's saying, I may do it, potentially. So, <laughs> Kendall, you got that out of your system? You're good? You fun? You yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, so uh, his exact quote regarding uh, the situation was, um, when we left, oh, excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong quote. It was, I never, I never want to close the door completely when it comes to coming back uh, to do... Uh, Watchmen. He says, because if two, three years from now I say I just had another idea, it will be that much harder to open. But I wouldn't say it's barely, I would say it's barely a jar. I think that there are no current plans to make any more Watchmen. If the idea comes, I would be enthusiastic about it. That idea may not come from me. I would be super excited about it coming from someone else. So my position hasn't changed. So that's definitely a lot. Which even goes back to what I said as well. Which is, which is what? That if he doesn't do it, someone else will. So, you, so you, you're, con- you're convinced that we will see Watchmen again? Uh, I mean, look, HBO could say, 
Put your money where your mouth is, Kendall. HBO could say no hedging, no bets hedging. You've been not, talking all this. It's not smack. worth it. But I would not be surprised if someone else did it. But again, it's gonna come down to the money. If Lindell, if they're willing to pay up, they'll bring it back. If not, they'll try and find somebody they can tell a good story. Exactly. Yeah, your favorite Lindell, I thought he's just a stick up man. Yeah, like he did say some stick up boys, man. You know, like why, why is he, why is he negotiating out in public like this, man? Some Dave Batista stuff. And look, I like the Dave Batista energy that he brought. It was like I'm not doing this unless James Gunn is around. All right, Lindelof. You know, you want you want to say I'm not doing this for a price? You might as well just be honest, man. Just be honest. Tell me that. My question though is, why doesn't he think that? But I just feel like, and I said this before, and I don't want to get too long because we had the same conversation a couple weeks ago. But I just feel like HBO is in a position, Sham, where they have the bag. Like he can ask for a number, I think they'll just give it to him. I don't. I can't. I would be shocked if like what's holding this up is this massive negotiation. Yeah, I feel like this is him playing three D chess. Like I don't. I don't think that there's any negotiation to be had. If that if if that's his goal, which I don't think it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a situation where Lindelof is saying, "Yeah, add a couple more zeros to to that number." And I'll there's think always about, a, and there's I'll always think a price, it. man. <laughs> you know, there's like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the case. You know, I think this oh, is man. a situation where, um, it, it, I think what makes this odd to me, and what probably kind of lends more to your point, Kendall, is you know, I you know enjoy innovative creative stories and storytelling you know i mean you have you know the amount of fanfics that have been written probably based even on his watchmen or probably endless that you could find online and he can't think of something he has no ideas Right. You know, it's like you had no ideas. That's what I'm saying. That's why. That's why. Again, Your why brain don't just shut it? off? It's like you like, didn't, I have nothing. I have nothing. It's like you set up I things have no that ideas. are very easy. I have ideas. If that's I what I'm ha- saying. If I have ideas, <laughs> if Mario has ideas, then I'm sure this guy has ideas. So it's very uh, that that is, you know, just to be blunt, it's kind of hard to believe, you know, that he has no ideas. That there's nothing that nothing that he would want to bounce off of a few people in the writers' room that he was working with. And say, hey, do you think, you know, maybe this? What do you think would be good to supplement this? You know, what, do you think this could work? He has, he has nothing? You know, so I I don't know if I believe that. But for whatever reason, he, I, you know, he's just not confident in, in whatever he has. Or he just doesn't think it's good enough. Or as good as what he did before. Um, so he's just not pursuing it, which... I mean, look, he's a, he's a Watchman. He's a he's a huge, huge Watchman fan. I'm sure he doesn't mm-hmm. want to do Mister Moore any kind of disservice, yeah, by just putting anything on screen, you know, to make money. But um, look, I'm very I'm very much interested in seeing whatever ideas he has. It's clear that he's very very talented in uh, in creating quality television. We all want to see it, but I just feel like I take him at his word when he says that when he crafted this story he he crafted it as a beginning middle and end and that was kind of it but he like, definitely I, left some I, threads man. he left threads but i think i think the idea for him is like you guys are now asking me to go back to these threads i left and now like put together another intricate complicated dramatic suspenseful story and he's like i might not just have that in me like i, I guess i left things open because that's just kind of how watchmen goes but i to tell me to make another watchman Based off the little threads I'd left out there, I, I just don't know if he's ready for that or that he wants to even do that. And I get it. I, 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 I'm 
like I said, I am not someone that's like I would love to see Watchmen, but I'm not someone who's like I gotta have, gotta 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 have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I totally would would buy into wanting to see another one. It'd be great if they did it, but I just feel like the way they did this season, like I don't I don't know what your next story is. Watchmen just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like your your superhero episodic season to season show to me. It just doesn't feel that way. It feels like it's kind of his own story in a vacuum, and that's kind of it. That's how it read as a book. That's how it. When you watch the movie, you watch that. It, it it feels like that when you watch a movie, and I think that's how it, I feel from watching the show. I, I just don't. And I can see from a creative standpoint him feeling the same way. But uh, let's move on to now our show recap this week. So we got the series finale of Arrow. By the way, before the season series finale, I gotta say, man, I thought the backdoor trailer, backdoor rather, backdoor pilot to um, Green Island and the Canaries was extremely solid. Yes, yes, yes. I really enjoyed it. It it acts, the show clearly is going to act as a Green Arrow version of Batman Beyond, which is a little Mm. different, but, and I almost wish Animals just went completely that route, but if they didn't want to go completely that route for whatever reason. um, They're not going to the the, uh, tech, the cyberpunk. Well, yeah, that that's Fine. the only thing. And uh, there's still time for them to do that yeah, once they craft that, whatever they want that universe to look like. But um, they just went no Oliver Queen, no old Oliver, you know, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the only difference, really. Right. Instead of no old Oliver, we got old, uh, you know, Dinah yeah. and Laurel. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that, that shows Batman Beyond ah. Asking is done very well. <laughs> Lara, <laughs> good to see Lance back. Man. Lance back, everybody's yeah, back. Got so we gotta talk about Lance. We gotta talk about Tommy back. We gotta talk about that. So the only boy. one that will never come back, Oliver. I mean, uh, Robert, Robert, Robert Queen. Queen. They will never bring that guy back. And the original Laurel Lance. Yeah, first I one guess. Laurel Lance is not did not come back. I guess. So yeah, let's talk. Well, first of all, I gotta say, I will say, I I I wasn't crazy about the the dramatic storyline. They kind of. Set up for it. With yeah, the William episode was kind of yeah. Like that part of it was kind of whack. I like this episode overall. Yeah. I love how they, it ended. The premise, but but the with that stuff that whatever trying to formulate, you know, one last go around for Team Arrow. They got to find some random dude that Oliver didn't kill. I just thought it was a weird message behind it because like he didn't kill this guy, and by not killing him, his son almost died. Like it just seemed like a weird. I don't know what they were trying to get across by telling this story. I think they were just, like, just making a plot for them to come together. Yeah, have something to do. So it's and not just it's a morning, maybe, an episode of the morning for the old man, Maybe I'm really jaded, but I just feel like William being kidnapped, I just feel like kids been kidnapped a million times. I just feel like it would have took a lot more for me to feel like, yo, we got to bring Felicity back. We got to put an APB out. Everybody on, on, everybody's on this thing. You know, Dick was like, this is our last mission. Shoot up. No, it just came like, it became, like, bigger to me than what the situation was. There's a guy who really wasn't like wasn't a superpower guy, wasn't really a threat. Okay, William was missing, but they found him pretty quickly, and then that was it. And I didn't get the again the messaging behind the story. That I just missed all that. So I don't know how you guys feel about that. For I continue, but uh, I wasn't crazy about that part of the show. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. I. I mean, I didn't. I didn't really like it or dislike it. I just kind of thought it, it was what it was. Um, it really wasn't the premise of the episode. Like it wasn't the the focus. Yeah, it, yeah it, it wasn't really a focal point. It was just kind of something that happened, and like, and look, man, I was just I just enjoyed seeing the classic Arrow again, man. Got to see old Arrow doing his thing. Um, 
I mean, that was cool. And, um, you know, and, and seeing the repercussions of that, it, it brought back the, the thing with, with um, uh, what's his name? Um, Claiborne's son. Claiborne's son. <laughs> you know, where I kept insisting it was Claiborne's son on this show. And y'all were like, no, it can't be Claiborne's son. And it was Claiborne's son. <laughs> yeah. You know, for this, like, every week, <laughs> it was the discussion we had. But, um, but yeah, no, it was kind of, it kind of brought back that back where it was like, listen, Oliver was killing people. And then they're re- killing powerful people, and there are repercussions for that. Um, you know, so I'm glad they kind of brought back those repercussions. And, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I understand your complaints as well. So I mean, I understand that it. In the end, they're 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 what they're trying to convey kind of backfired. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. That killing, not killing people, gives people a chance of redemption. This man. Was just so disturbed by what happened. Yeah, he that, tried. He tried to kill again. Yeah, and then wanted himself to be killed. It was just really weird. Yeah. Um. See, so yeah, I wasn't crazy about that, but the, I thought the rest of the stuff they set up and how they explained the universe post crisis, I thought was all really awesome. Um. They brought everybody back. Let, let's talk about that right there. What do you think about that decision? Like, you know, we see it, and I was actually so confused when we watched it. I, I was so confused in the beginning when, like, I see like. Moira Queen talking in that documentary that we saw them making in the beginning of the season, which was a really good callback. Right. Well, see, it made sense because, like, they showed the flashback and how things went differently, and I'm like, oh, yeah, crisis yeah. changed. And I didn't know what that, I didn't, yo, I didn't know what that was. Right. I was like, I don't know what they're showing, why they're showing this. Yeah. And I saw he saved that. I was like, well, maybe it's a dream. I thought he was still Spectre. I thought it was, like, something, like, <laughs> he was, like, fighting, like, like to Deathstroke. You remember what Diggle said, EJ? Yeah. He died twice, and I wasn't there? I mean, I had the same feeling. I, writers, yeah, didn't, I mean, make, you, didn't make you, sense. You to hit me. the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me either. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I was confused by that. And then she's talking, and then by the end, I realized, oh, this world is like drastically changed. The people that died are, you know, are now alive. So, not only is, but then he, he how come he can, uh, he can give uh, what's the name his arm back? He can give Roy his arm back. Yeah, there were little things where I'm like, yeah. why is this? still messed up but i guess didn't he say didn't they say like certain things they couldn't change because like they were like the things that made that made him who he is they couldn't change which has nothing to do with roy not having his arm i guess yeah because he wasn't even around when roy lost his arm but he wasn't there right diggle was there so like that didn't really make much sense but but the other stuff did make sense like i i thought that robert queen yeah that made arrow who he was and the lore thing was like you know the lore we have is our laurel now. So we don't need the other one. That was kind of cold, but I, I was fine with that too. Do you think we'll ever see that laurel? Do you ever think that Cassidy will end up playing that character at any point ever? In like the current form, not in some flashback. I mean, I don't see why. We see in this world that Tommy, that was Tommy Merlin's wife. Yeah. So yeah. they got through it. They went through it and got married and everything. Not in the flashback, which not unless there's some kind of I, which I'm like that's the only thing about this all this whole rebirth <laughs> stuff is that I'm like, I'm like I don't care what this timeline's past is. You kind of have to, but like I don't, you know, because it's not that's not my reality, man. You know what I mean? Like I watched eight seasons of Arrow, but it's your future, not to be you know like yeah, I know, right? Know, hallmark, <laughs> right? But like, like I watched seven, eight seasons of Arrow. Like, I mean. Especially for did, Arrow, yeah. for, for the most part, I'm with Kendall on this. Yeah, there is a little bit of the everything I've watched now doesn't matter. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like not that, like, that you kind of do have to live with. Like, 
<laughs> for for the Flash, like, is Zoom even a thing? Like, was Reverse Flash? Like, there's certain things, and I, they'll explain, like, when when Flash comes out, like, they'll explain what certain things are still intact and what things aren't. But, like, like you said, there could be little things. Like you said, nothing, like, like you put it perfectly, nothing that I watched ever happened, in theory. So, that's why, for me, I'm just going to assume everything that I have seen happened. If they don't explicitly say it changed, then... It happened, and yeah. everything going forward is the future that is also in the same timeline. I'm sure some of these things that we don't know or have questions about will be answered in, in, but, in Green Arrow and Missionaries. You know, Berlanti loves and all these, Kreisberg, he's not even there anymore, but all these, Guggenheim, they all love the, the Kreisberg and, and the Flash were the ones that loved it the most, but they got to find the way to introduce new villains. This is the easiest way. It's like, oh, we're running out of ideas, we'll just... We'll just make something up where now, like, people can come out of nowhere. It's like, oh, you don't remember me? You know, I was this guy. And it's like, it's a new villain, technically. But, like, he could have been a villain in the previous timeline. Like, they can create all these new characters. And, I don't know. It's going to be annoying when all these Freak of the Week characters show up. (laughs) You know. Oh, yeah, they were in this blast or this earth. And he came from here. Get more uh, geomancers. Yeah. Basically. Weather witches. Yeah, they always gotta find a way to reset the, 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 the villain pool. There you go. So this will be their way of doing that. To be honest, though, I feel like this is like I'm I'm least annoyed by this way. To be honest, because I like that they're combining all the Earths that we care about. So yeah, if a Supergirl villain somehow appears on Flash, like I would be cool with that. Like at least now they're all in the same Earth. It's not like, you know, like when all those Earth Two villains started showing up on Flash. Like that to me was weird. And all the doppelgangers were coming up. It was like that was like corny, but the idea that people who are actually DC villains may not cross over, for lack of a better term, like that, I'm I'm okay with. This is probably the best reset I think I feel. Mm. Um, but I, I do I do understand the feeling of like all the major moments that I've watched. Not all of them, to be fair, but some of the major moments I watched that like shaped my entire view of this show don't matter anymore. So it's a little alarming. Like, it's a little, like, not alarm, is not the word, probably disheartening. Like, Tommy's death and Mari's death are, like, massive to Arrow. And they just, oh, no, it's fine. Nothing happened. And, like, the show is over, so I guess it doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter. But then I guess the question becomes how much of Green Arrow and the Canaries is going to lean on, like, Tommy Merlin and Moira. Like, are we going to hear Mia talking about her grandmother all the time? Is she going to say, yeah, Uncle Tommy, is he going to be in the show? He's gonna be showing up all the time, and yeah. that would be kind of weird. But if like those people kind of like just we don't even talk about them, then I think I could probably live with it a little bit. It feels like though with the way Tommy was talking to uh, um, Laurel that that like I could see him maybe being in the future and being a factor because he talked about how like oh you and my wife you know in this earth or mm-hmm. whatever, and and then he kind of had like a flirty line to her. And then they kind of walked together. It was like, oh, okay. That made me think that that whoever that actor is, he may be around in this next show. Mm. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Got to talk about the the main. Oh, we, we got to talk about the big reveal then. Yeah, we do. First, the last thing, real quickly, is uh, I I did I, the the Felicity Mia moment was like really touching. That worked. Yeah, it was it good. Worked. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, really cool stuff. I thought it was weird when she walked in and, like, didn't acknowledge her. I was like, damn, that's cool. But then I realized she didn't know what she looks like. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We've seen them together You're as right. adults, but that was in the future, a future that she doesn't know. 
So I'm surprised. Why didn't you ask? Like, who's who are you? You know, I guess she doesn't care. Yeah, like, I told you I've seen so many people. You know, Ragman was only with us for two minutes, so she probably <laughs> barely she probably barely recognized him too. Yeah, She's like who are you again? Um, so she was like, I don't know, probably some friend of ours or whatever, and just right. kept going. My son is missing. I need to find my son. Right, like, I guess right. it kind of that kind of became like because like she's the first idea. person. I understand she like she's in the background, like, like the first person you see. But yeah, yeah. But then it, it made sense. I also yeah. seemed like they were playing up that whole Felicity's gone radio silent thing a lot for like just, her to just walk in. That was strange. Too. I kind of expected them to have to like her, find yeah, her, or her be messed up, or her yeah. be like kind of no man. She's walking like, hey guys. Or be like, oh yeah, I'm on the end, you. Or something. I'm like, yeah. whoa. They're like, Felicity, man, it's radio silence. No, Diggle's like, there's radio silence. Can't, can't reach her. I don't know what's going Speaking on. Speaking of Diggle. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Diggle. Speaking so the, of Diggle. The end, kind of, they're kind of setting up their tea leaves for the rest of the show. And the, the biggest one was Diggle's feature. Uh, yeah, he's giving his monologue at the funeral. <laughs> yeah, he was the one who gave the speech at the funeral, which is which was. And it, it's the classic, cool. it's the classic series finale, or your season, especially series finale. You know, trope of like you gotta have one character give the monologue about what everything, what everybody's doing, and what's happening, and like you know, this time it was Diggle, and it was very interesting. So he has a he he talks about how his family's moving to Metropolis. Yes. At some point in the show, or I don't know if it was in that same speech or whatever, but his family's moving to Metropolis. Mm-hmm. We see them kind of packing stuff up or yeah, whatever. Moving trucks, moving hauls. trucks coming in. You know, Diggle's moving stuff, and all of a sudden. Meteor crashes, and I was watching it with who? I was watching Me. it you, right? Yeah. And I said, I was like, oh, it's happening. Like immediately, I don't know if you picked up on when I said that. As soon as I saw the mirror, I was like, oh, it's happening, <laughs> and and it crash. And I'm like, and then see, I thought that was it. I no, thought, uh, I knew they were. I, was like, I knew they were gonna give it to us. I like, like yeah, the I meteor crash. I'm, for me, I'm like, that's uh, enough. Like, oh, like, nah, they got they got a Green do. Lantern. Especially since they skipped to like something else. I think that's when they skipped to uh, his daughter. Yeah. Or Oliver's daughter. Yeah. And I was like, you know, her going into the future. So I'm like, oh, you know, that's it. But there's a little tease to Green Lantern, whatever that means. But then they go back to Grit Diggle. I'm like, damn. Yeah, I knew Which they were going to go funny. back. I, I was watching my brother Henry, and he was like, or our brother Henry. He was like, his his observation was, how did Diggle survive that, you know, or not get up from that, that glass, glass yeah. get hit and <laughs> fall into the back of these? Like, is he superpowered? Like, is he super? I'm like, oh, he, he, he's human. But. Yeah, that was a, that was a gnarly crash he, he, he encountered. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you had the Diggle, you know, you had the crash landing, and eventually they go back to Diggle, and he gets the, some box. Yeah. Opens the box. Yeah, assuming there's a ring. And it's green. Green. There's a green glow. The See, I, it's a shame, because Shamari, I don't know about you, EJ, but Shamari has spoiled it for me. No, Shamari spoiled it. I was to say But... <laughs> Jamari had told me he was like, "Yo, stay off the internet because a lot of green, there's a lot of green arrows, a lot of Green Lantern spoilers." No, I didn't know. <laughs> but he's like, "Yo, there's a lot of arrow spoilers." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, we started, you know, we kind of eventually knew what we were talking about." I was like, "Yeah, there's a lot of stuff about Diggle and whatever." And Jamari's like, "Yeah, you know, they're saying he's the Green <laughs> Green Lantern." He said, "Yeah." Essentially, Diggle, uh, David Ramsey was like, "Yeah, you know, you're gonna get your answers to whether or not I'm I'm Green Lantern in this finale." I'm like, all right. And Shamari put it best. It was like, you know, I said, that's a question no one even was asking. <laughs> and now I'm looking for it. You know, like, if, if I didn't if I didn't get that question, or if I didn't get that, if I didn't see that article, like, that would have really blew my mind. But because he kind of yeah. put the, 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 mm. the question in my head of, well, is Green Lantern showing up? And you don't say that unless he's showing up. 
Yeah. Like, that's not, like, the obvious question. It's not like, you know, oh, like, you know, like, will this character, like, like in Titans end of season one, will Nightwing be, will Robin become Nightwing? Like, right. that's an obvious yeah. question that I'm looking for regardless of whether you say it or not. If you ask, you know, will, will Superman show up in Titans? I'm going to be like, whoa, okay. You know, True. that's something I'm not looking for. So, okay, all right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, uh, I mean, with the, um, uh, and I'm, I'm actually right with you, Kenon, because uh, bef- wait, like a few days before that Arrow episode mm-hmm. premiered, um, all this stuff about, about, um, about Diggle showing up all over, whenever I open, I'll turn on my computer, yeah. I go on any website, there's all this stuff about Diggle, 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 and I'm just like, uh, I'm trying not to look at it, trying to avoid all the spoilers, and it's just like, you just knew. I, it's one of those moments where you just wish you were not fo- you didn't follow any sites you didn't you weren't on any right. any kind of internet pulse of of uh, following comic book shows or comic book movies or comic book news in general because um, you were just completely spoiled. I, like I really very much wish that I hadn't known anything. Had I not known anything about that and I watched that, I would have been losing my mind. Yeah. You know, so it, it just kind of ruins it just kind of ruins the experience to be completely honest with you. But you know, either way, I'm just glad we're getting Green Lantern. I can't wait to see that pilot for his Green Lantern. So it's important to point out, you know, what Guggenheim and Ramsey have said about this instance. At least I don't know if this is anything recent, but this is what they did. Mm-hmm. This is from the interview they did with the uh, with the Entertainment Weekly about that situation. So it was very fascinating that you know we had Ramsey and and. Uh, What's the name? Guggenheim talking about it. I didn't see. I don't think Amel was in this interview. So like that already told me a lot. It was like they're moving on to the future. But um, here's was Diggle. Uh, excuse me. Here was uh Guggenheim on Diggle's Green Box. Guggenheim said, "Quote in Rocky Four when Rocky did the press conference for his Ivan Drago fight, he said, quote, it's going to be in Russia.' And the people ask why. He's like, that's what I was told. And every time David and I feel questions about what was in the box, it's basically like that. I was told." That's what it's basically like that. Basically, like that's what I was told. What I mean by that is, this was something that was worked out over a year ahead with DC Entertainment. We very specifically negotiated and discussed the parameters, and I feel like to say anything beyond what we have shown you would violate our agreement with DC. And Ramsey said that was very important to pay off the fan theory. There's a bit, a bit of a payoff. We'll see what all that means. I'm with Mark. Anything beyond that is kind of violating the parameters, uh, and that that we've been given by DC that would that we have to honor. But I would think that we've done some justice to the six year tease. Guggenheim then later on continued saying, "David and I have actually talked a lot about Diggle and David's future post Arrow. We have some good ideas, really good ideas, and I'm going to stand pat on that. I will also say David has become a remarkable director, so we're as interested in him behind the camera as we are in front." So, very vague, but hearing DC work something a year in advance that they can't say a lot. I mean, Dave, I mean John Ramsey, David Ramsey, I'm sorry, is going to be playing the Green Lantern. That to me is... is yeah, yeah. Phil Lamar even tweeted done. a picture of him with, whatchamacallit, with Ramsey. He's saying, you know, whatever, congratulations, whatever. He's like, hashtag Green Lantern. So, like... Obviously, he knows, you know, they're both Green Lanterns, so it's like, or he's the Green Lantern, so it's obvious that 
that that is where they're going. What do we think of the idea of like having a character like Diggle, who we've seen for nine years, eight or nine years at this point, and putting him into a new show and a new superhero and new whole new I no whole new gimmick. Like this is kind of very different from what we've seen from television. Yeah. Like usually even television, like you know, you may have a spinoff of a show with somebody else, but it's like the same yeah, character, yeah, same. You don't remember Grady? <laughs> it's only Sanford and some fans will know what we're talking about there. But, uh, but you know, spinoffs happen all the time, but it's different when it's like, this guy's been around, he was a main character on the show for eight years, and now he's going to be leading his own show, but it's going to be totally different. He's going to be have powers, and it's going to be... Could be on a different network. Yeah, maybe he's on a different network. Like, this because is going to be an interesting that's, experiment, because that's, that's what, not something we've really seen before. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I pick up from this. Like, is he gonna be on HBO Max? Is he, this? Is... That's what you have to ask because at first when I that was the first thing I thought of, and then you guys mentioned, well, he's going to Metropolis. Maybe he's just gonna be an extra or on, on, on Superman. Superman, yeah, on Superman and Lois. He's gonna show up in a couple episodes or whatever. And I thought that probably makes more sense. We know that the Green Lantern show is not even on the same universe, according to Crisis. And that was a good observation by Shamari. So mm-hmm. the. That was that's that's also what's confusing me. Yeah, so like that <laughs> makes it seem like no way, but the way Guggenheim's talking, he's talking like this is above this is a way above my yeah, head. This is above my pay grade. This is way above my pay grade this, this is... to even say anything about this. I yeah. may lose my job. So <laughs> that makes me think that like Lanty's like, the only one that can even yeah. bring this up to the right. shareholders. <laughs> so that makes me think that this is way beyond him on a, a, a bit role on a CW show or even a main role on a CW show. Yeah. This makes me think this could be he's the main character or a main character on an, H, on an HBO Max Green Lantern show. Same. Which would be way above Mark Guggenheim's pay grade. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. So he's saying, yeah, we had conversations DC Entertainment year and a half ago told us put this in <laughs> put this in. Like... There was, there's been a lot of speculation that they could turn John Diggle into John Stewart and be all. Well, yeah. he he is John Stewart. They, yeah, they already kind of revealed. Yeah, because remember his his stepdad yeah, is, his, is yeah, General his, Stewart. It's his stepdad nickname, so he could he could or last name, so he could change he could change his last name in theory if they wanted to, or at least you can leave him John Diggle if you want. Make his nickname or Diggle. is is the is the John Stewart's last Diggle in that other Green Lantern world? Is that him? Right. That's like, is he well. John Stewart? Like, maybe he grew up and he took the last name, and, and like so maybe they, and maybe this was them just saying like, hey, look yes, in it. this world he also becomes a Green Lantern, but it's like a slightly different story. Whereas in the Earth where the Green Lantern show is gonna he's take place, John like Stewart. he's John Stewart and like he's been the Green Lantern, but he's the John Diggle you know. Like that could absolutely maybe be what they're. That's doing true. We could this. have two different John Stewarts out there. Because it just seems weird that you're gonna take this guy with his story backstory. His, his backstory. Canon, we got all this Andy Diggle baggage and take it to HBO Max, <laughs> and we don't, a lot of people don't know anything about it. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of Arrow fans. I'm not just you know dismissing Arrow's fan base. It's very very big. Yeah. But like to HBO, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's a whole different. Yeah, is he gonna be like, oh yeah, you know my brother Andy, you know in season two of Arrow, I'm like I nobody wants to be fighting Damian Dark. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My brother Oliver, who's now the Spectre. Yeah, Spectre. <laughs> like, hey, what Oliver. is he talking about? <laughs> you know, so th- that's going to be the question around Diggle. Now, Diggle's huge. He's a huge character. Oh, yeah. He's, I wouldn't say the household name, but he's a household figure in terms of, like, if you watch any in the CW, DC, I think he's Yeah, if you watch any DC shows, I mean, Arrow's the first one. So if you watch any of these shows, you probably know who Diggle is. Yeah. 
So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to kind of figure out what his backstory. If you don't know the intricacies, like everyone knows Diggle if you know anything about superheroes. So like they might be able to get away with it anyway. You know, it's not like if they made Cisco even like they made him something different on a completely new network. Like that would probably be a little more confusing because like the Flash, not like Cisco's not as recognizable as Diggle is. But I don't know. It's going to be fun either way, man. Uh, it, it definitely appears that DC is fully engaged in the streaming wars. Um, I think part of me wonders if they kind of knew what Marvel was going to be coming with in terms of the Disney Plus stuff, and they knew they had to have stuff ready to go. So them teasing Green Lantern like that was big and definitely grabbed them a lot of headlines. We'll see how this continues in terms of we know that we talked about the fight between Marvel and DC on the big screen. Uh, now that that Marvel has entered the television business, <laughs> you know, to take from Ted went uh, Ted uh, Ted Turner when he talked to Vince McMahon about entering the wrestling business. Now that Marvel is now in the TV business and in a major way, not like how, how they've been with like uh, the very little budgets they've given Marvel for the Netflix shows and the ABC shows. DC's gonna set their game up. This looks like the first kind of step in that direction. Let's see where else it continues. That's going to be it for this week's edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a blast uh, hosting it with my boys right here, all of us in the studio. If you notice, we, we recorded this show on Monday night. You're probably going to hear it on Tuesday or somewhere else later in the week. This will probably end up being our slot now for New Generation Hero Talk. Um, work schedules changed, and now it appears for Monday night will probably be the best night for us to record. So, And, of course, there will be exceptions where maybe sometimes there will be weekend recordings, but... Uh, for the most part, you can probably expect Monday, uh, excuse me, um, New Generation Hero Talk to come on to be recorded Monday night, ready for your consumption sometime late Monday night or early Tuesday morning, and uh, and then the rest of the show shouldn't be too changed based on our schedule changing. But this will be the only thing. So I know you guys are used to hearing us on Sunday. Move that over one day. Monday now is the new day we tape. But uh, it, it, otherwise, we're still around. We're still kicking. So definitely keep checking us out you can check us out again on the new generation podcast network on soundcloud itunes and stitcher make sure you catch us on social media facebook new generation media twitter at new generation pod uh, instagram new generation podcast make sure you catch shamari on snapchat and instagram mc sham 22 i'm on twitter ej underscore stewart and on instagram action ej thank you guys so much for listening in for shamari for kendall i'm ej peace